Hi, I'm Steve Mabb, Chair of the Australian Shareholders Association, and we're proud to be hosting the 2024 Investor Conference in Melbourne from the 19th to the 21st of May. And we're stoked that Phil, the host of this podcast, is going to be our special guest MC. If you haven't heard much about the ASA Conference, it's a flagship event that attracts around 300 investors and industry professionals, including the Chair of National Australia Bank this year, the Chair of AGL. We have Dr. Sam Hupert, the founder and CEO of Primedicus, and we've also got Richard White, the founder and CEO of WiseTech coming along, along with many others. For a limited time, new members can enjoy special pricing on registration for the upcoming conference, along with a complimentary 12-month digital membership with the ASA. That's two-day conference registration plus one-year ASA membership for $499, a saving of $150. Simply search for Australian Shareholders Conference Register, click on two-day conference non-member, enter the discount code MEM, as in member, 499, the number's 499, so that's MEM 499 to claim your special offer. Come along and meet me and Phil at the conference. We look forward to seeing you there. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shares for Beginners. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Shares for beginners. Phil Muscatello and FinPods are authorized reps of Money Sherpa. The information in this podcast is general in nature and doesn't take into account your personal situation. G'day and welcome back to this mini episode of Shares for Beginners. I've partnered with Mark Tobin from Coffee Microcaps to produce an occasional series of interviews with CEOs from the small to mid end of the ASX. It's a way for listeners to hear about companies that are often overlooked. The podcast is called Talking Companies. You can also find out more about Coffee Microcaps and Mark on YouTube and Twitter. There's links in the episode notes. This is a short excerpt from an interview with Chris Noon, CEO of Carly, ASX code CL8. It's a car subscription service sitting somewhere between car ownership and car rental. So Carly is a car subscription business. Um, the way that we define car subscription is that it sits between car rental and other long-term uh, commitments to cars such as finance, leasing or purchase. Um, the best way to position our product is the average uh, subscription period is around five and a half months. So it's definitely not a rental product and it's not the two to three years or five years that people finance or purchase cars for. So our product is designed for people who want a very good quality car, they want value for money, but they can't make those long-term decisions about a car. They might be moving to a new job, they might be considering a lifestyle change, they might be an expat who's just arrived in the country. They might be someone who's going to change their commuting habits in the future, or they just don't know what's going to happen in the future. So car subscription is for the people who would normally purchase a car, but for whatever reason, they need it for a shorter period of time, or they need the flexibility to change the car when their circumstances change. And those same uh, USPs 
also apply to businesses, government, and not-for-profits as well. So any person or business that requires flexibility, car subscription is a possible alternative for them. And um, how long have you been in the automotive industry for? So uh, Carly has been established for over 10 years. We pivoted from a peer-to-peer car rental business in 2019. We were focusing on the long-term car rental market, and we struggled a little bit to get cut through with customers, but we thought that subscription was um, picking up as a viable alternative for many physical and digital products. So we made the pivot to car subscription, changed our business model, but took all of our experience, technology, relationships within the industry, and then applied that to a subscription business. And we've grown quite quickly uh, since that pivot. So that was a great description of Carly, but I just wanted to find out about you. And um, how long have you been in the automotive business for? So I actually touched on the automotive business uh, around about 2009 when I launched a website called Car Grabber. And this was a website that aggregated search results across all the major car classified uh, websites in Australia. So we had hundreds of thousands of cars on that website. So it was a one-stop shop that allowed um, people to come in and see all the cars that were available online in one position. Half the industry loved us, half the industry hated us. Um, We ran that as a startup for a few years, but eventually we we didn't proceed with that business. We had a few investment opportunities that we ran to ground, uh, but then I took up other opportunities after that. But I, I still maintain the interest in the automotive industry and also the opportunity for digital and online products to really innovate in the automotive industry as well. And that's very much what we're doing with Carly now. Um, Chris, this is a you know relative new concept in Australia. Can you just talk me through you know the the customer acquisition strategy and the cost of a, you know acquiring a new customer versus uh, you know revenue per customer in the model? So we're a purely online business. We acquire the majority of our customers through digital advertising, uh, search engine optimization, and also referral relationships as well. So the customers are able to choose the exact car that they want to subscribe to. It's not like a rental model where you get a medium-sized hatchback. If you want the red Mazda 3 and it's available on our site, you can choose that car. If you want the blue Tucson, you can get the blue Tucson. So you subscribe to the exact car that you're looking for. Our subscription funnel is very well optimized. We do ID verifications. We collect the payments, we do identity checks throughout the subscription process, and it takes about three minutes to create a subscription request for the vehicle, and the customer can be driving away in the vehicle within about 48 hours. The handover of the vehicle is done by a human, and at that time, we use an app that takes photos of the vehicles to record the condition of the car, and the same thing happens when the car is returned five, six, or 12 months in the future. So that there's, there's good transparency about the condition of the car beginning and end. So the customer keeps the car for as long as they need to keep the car. It's a monthly recurring subscription. And then whenever they want to return the car, they provide 30 days notice to return the vehicle and we part ways, good friends. In terms of our acquisition costs, we've been very successful in driving down those costs. The benefit of digital advertising is that we can continue to optimize our processes. So we're putting more and more effort into our digital campaigns as we grow our fleet of vehicles. We've driven down our customer acquisition costs to below $150. And the lifetime value of 
of uh, the average customer on our site is over $6,000. So you can see that we've got very good return on investment from our uh, marketing expenditure. And in terms of presence, are you right across Australia, whether, you know, if I'm in Perth or I'm in Brisbane or, you know, up in Cairns, you know, can you access these services? Are you just, you know, focused on maybe the the three big East Coast cities for for this uh, kind of initial phase? We're a virtual business, so we can be operational anywhere in Australia where we have a supply of vehicles. At the moment, we're focusing on Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and also the central coast of New South Wales. But as soon as we get supply in any other location, we can be operational in that area within about 24 hours. All we need to do is sign an agreement with provider of vehicles. They store the vehicles and provide the handover services. All we need to do is to scale up our advertising campaigns within those that region, and we're in business. We can be transacting with customers and handing over vehicles to them. As we proceed into the future, we'll look to, at our establishing our own operations in uh, Adelaide, Perth, and moving into other areas. But for the moment, we're consolidating our efforts around the East Coast. But as soon as we do get some any um, asset light providers, this is where other companies such as dealers or fleet management companies or manufacturers can transact their vehicles through our platform. We can be up and running with those sort of opportunities very quickly. So it grew out of a company called Drive My Car. Can you tell us about Drive My Car and um, what the transition was like? That's right. So Drive My Car was a peer-to-peer car rental business, a little bit like Airbnb. We acted, acted as the intermediary between private individuals who wanted to rent their cars to other people. Where we found a niche in the market was in the long-term car rental sector, uh, rather than competing directly with the Avis budget hertz of the, of the world, which are normally 7 to 14 days. We ran that business for a number of years. We did a lot of uh, very innovative deals with Uber in the rideshare space, first peer-to-peer company to provide rideshare vehicles for Uber, a number of deals with the major leasing companies. Uh, they would give us ex-lease vehicles to provide a second life and a second income stream for those vehicles through our platform. And we also worked with major manufacturers such as Subaru, Peugeot, LDV in supporting the release of their new products to the market as well. Drive My Car was a good business, um, but when we went into COVID, we found that the um, rental revenue streams were very challenged, uh, especially in the rideshare rental uh, sector of the market that we were all also operating in. So just before COVID, we were fortunate that we had launched Carly. And um, during COVID, when we saw rental revenue streams plummeting, we saw car subscription actually increased every quarter all the way through COVID. So even though people were being told to stay indoors, lock down, don't go to work, some people still needed a car. And car subscription was the perfect solution for them because it allowed them to get the vehicle they wanted, get it quickly, but hand it back when they didn't need it. So we saw that uh, car subscription was growing very quickly, and that informed our decision to make the permanent transition purely to car subscription. So as of February this year, we've exited the Drive My Car rental business, and now we're 100% focused on car subscription. So is that where the opportunity identified itself in the difference between, or the, the gap between car ownership and car rental? Yes, that's right. We found that there are a number of people 
who valued flexibility and were willing to pay a premium for that flexibility, not as much as a premium as car rental because car rental can be very expensive and car share is even more expensive for extended periods of time. And we found that especially young younger generations, they found that long-term financial commitment, rather than being a benefit, was actually a burden. It tied them down to something for a number of years. And many people that we spoke to found that they would purchase a car and within one or two years, they say, well, my lifestyle's changed, but I'm still stuck with the same car. I can't get out of the finance or I'll lose money on depreciation if I sell the vehicle. So these people were saying that they wanted something more flexible that suited their lifestyle, that suited their business needs. And a lot of the customers who were using Carly, um, you know, take the vehicle, they pay for a vehicle for exactly the time they need it. And there might be certain times of the year where they don't need a vehicle. Many times we've had people talking to us saying, oh, I go overseas for three months, I leave a car depreciating in my garage, I'm paying insurance on it. Um, that's wasted money. In that circumstance, you're better off not paying for a car at all. When you come back from your holiday, you subscribe to the car. When you don't need one, you hand it back again. So we're really flipping the model around, whereas before people would say the best way to get a car, the cheapest way is to own it for a long period of time. But if you're not using it 100% of the time, it's actually not a wise financial decision. Chris, you, you talk about COVID there and one of the hangovers we're still seeing from COVID is, uh, you know, supply of cars into the market, especially new vehicles. My brother, who was down in Melbourne, he was, you know, talking to a bloke at the dealership about getting one of those uh, RAV4 hybrids. And the bloke told him, you know, six to 12 months before he's going to get one, um, which is incredible when you think, you know, we think how far we're past COVID. But is access to vehicles because of these supply chain disruptions that are ongoing post-COVID, is it throttling or, or, or limiting Carly's growth? Because, you know, it seems like, you know, that, that you talk about quarter and quarter growth in COVID. I'm sure that's probably accelerated over over the last, um, you know, 12 months. Is, is that supply chain issue holding back your growth or have you been able to, you know, get cars from, you know, your various partners to, you know, the fleet companies, the dealerships, wherever in order to kind of match demand you've seen coming through the pipeline? The supply restrictions have actually been an opportunity for us. There are many people who have ordered those cars. They're waiting 12 months, but in the meantime, they need a car. So a lot of them are subscribing to vehicles from us while they're waiting for those vehicles. Fortunately, the way the market is working now is there are a large number of cars being imported into the country. If you want a specific car for the specific trim and exact color you're looking for, you are probably waiting 12 to 18 months for that but there are other cars available. So we are focusing on the quality uh, Korean and Japanese brands uh, to grow our fleet. We uh, can typically receive deliveries of vehicles within two to four weeks from order. And we've now got dealers knocking on our doors trying to sell cars. So whereas before there was an overall restriction on the supply of vehicles, now the restriction is only on a small range of vehicles, very more specialised um, vehicles. Um, we're able to go out to the market and if a certain vehicle that is on our wish list is not available, we'll go to another model or another brand because what we want to have is very um, a, a varied range within our fleet. We want to represent the wide range of cars that people are looking to drive. So our a range of cars resembles more of a car dealer 
um, in that we have lots of different shapes and sizes and brands and, and colors of vehicles rather than a rental company which has three or four different models and they're probably all white. Um, so the um, supply uh, hasn't really been a hindrance uh, for us and we feel that things are continuing to improve. The, the COVID supply restrictions were due, due to lockdowns. They were due to microchip shortages. Most of those issues have now gone. The issue that has affected the industry is contamination from seeds um, and insects uh, within the vehicles. So it's taking a long time for those vehicles to come off the ships, but they are actually coming off the ships. So we, are, at the moment, uh, are receiving quite quick delivery of the vehicles that we do order. Thanks for listening to Shares for Beginners. You can find more at sharesforbeginners.com. If you enjoy listening, please take a moment to rate or review in your podcast player or tell a friend who might want to learn more about investing for their future. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.